0: He was still he would be as humble as a church mouse. He wouldn't be talking arrogant like that because Tom Benson didn't like that kind of stuff. He, he believed in service to the people because most of his business was built on good service. He prided himself on having his car businesses give the best service. That's one of the thing. Like he called it what they used to call it the Benson Advantage. Remember that? Y'all remember to see? I'm, I know about all that stuff, man, because that I, I that's I'm from here. But I remember that's how he built this car business. It was like through his service. His service was impeccable. You go down there, they'll do everything, bend over backwards for the customer. They'll do, you know what I'm saying? That's what Tom Benson was known to do. And for him to hear Mickey Lomas sitting up on his ass, like he elitist and I ain't talking like that, man, he would lambaste the hell out of Mickey Lomas for that. He wouldn't let it. He wouldn't be happy with that. And I know he wouldn't be happy with that. He wouldn't be happy. With that, and they understand and know that they're taking advantage of Gail because they, Tom Benson trusted these guys, and they were supposed to be running his team properly, and they're not running it properly. It wasn't about the money with Tom Benson. He made his money. He knew he was going to make his money, but at the same time, he wanted to put a good product on the field, and these people have lost sight of that to the point where they'll try to stop people from putting up billboards. Now, that's not official, but word on the street is that what happened. Word on the street is that's what happened. Word on the street is that's what ha- that would happen. Shazam said the situation remind me of when Beast Mode was saying Pete Carroll <laughs> wouldn't check or hold Russell yeah, accountable. And that's why the team. Yes, I remember not only just Beast Mode, but he was in league with uh, Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman was calling Wilson uh, Russell Wilson out in practice, was picking him off in practice, telling him, you garbage. You know, he was coddling them. And you can see like Russell Wilson now, Sean Payton got in the $200 million quarterback in Denver and Sean Payton is not coddling that guy out there. He benched him. You see what I'm saying? That's what accountability do for you. That's what it do for you. You know, that's what it do. That's what it does for you. My dog, said, what's up, bro? So I think she gave Loomis and Dennis part of the ownership in her will because they are... Yeah, they—they a little. These guys here, man, are abusing Gale, man. They are here operating. They never—you never supposed to operate with that kind of level of arrogance. It's not even—he can't even justify this stuff. Because in the NFL, which means not for long, that's un—that's ridiculous that a guy like Dennis Allen still got his job, and a guy like Pete Carroll doesn't, or a guy like uh, Bill Belichick doesn't. The moment Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll became open. Dennis Allen's job was on the line. There's too many great coaches out here. Even if you don't go with the legends, they have two really good coaches. That's three, actually, if you throw Harbaugh. Harbaugh is in there looking for a chance to come back to the league after winning the championship. And Harbaugh is another good coach. And you keeping this guy, just this is ridiculous. That, that don't make any sense. That Dennis Allen still has a job, and he missed the playoffs for two straight years. And you got Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh out here looking for jobs in the NFL and the Saints not even entertaining it, but your rivals are going to entertain it. It's unbelievable how dumb these people are for real, bro. Like they thinking they got, this guy is not even close. That guy is, is like I told you, he's a dumb janitor and that, that mops floors with sour mops. That's what Dennis Allen is to me for real. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not being mean. I'm just saying that's what I get when I think about when somebody tell me, Coach Dennis Allen, I get a picture of a guy with a mop, mopping the floor, and the mop is sour. And people are asking, what's that smell? <laughs> what's that smell? Did I step on something? And They lift the bottom of their shoe, and they say, I don't know what that smell is. What is that smell? And then they say, they turn and look, and then Dennis over there with the mop mopping in the corner. And he said, this idiot over here is mopping the floor with a sour <laughs> <laughs> What is that smell? Yeah, that's that's what that's what I get for real. I might make a, a graphic of that, man. I right, Jack says Loomis wait for Peyton to tell him he can fire DA. I don't think so, bro. I think a lot of people realize like you got Mickey Loomis is also, you know, he has 20 plus years. He's being very selfish. That's why I said Gail need to step in and change things herself. Because he doesn't have the the um, the ability, it's cl- it's very clear to me that Dumas doesn't have the ability to be able to say, "Listen, let's bring younger talent in here. We got this guy. We just promoted him to be the assistant general manager. Let's make him the manager. He knows how to do all of the manager, the general manager stuff. He's younger. It will mean that you know when I retire, that this guy could you know step in and such. You know." And Mickey doesn't have to retire. He just has to relinquish the GM term. Make, give it to, to Kai Harley. And Mickey still could be the VP. There's no reason for Mickey Loomis to keep holding on to the general manager position. He can't control his emotions. That's what he say. You know, you're not a real general manager if you can't control your emotions, bro. You're running a football team. What you expect? This ain't a choir. And even people in the choir be dealing with some emotions, man. You got a lot of sassiness going on there. But at the end of the day, like I said, this is this is the, to make any sense. Somebody has to force his hand. And the only person that can do it is one person. The other guy is not going to do it. And Gail's the only person that can do it. And she ain't motivated to do it because the money looking good. Gail steps in when the money starts turning down. That's when she steps in and says, what's going on here? Even the other guy that's above Mickey, the other dentist guy, he has to step in when the money looks funny and say, man, what the hell going on here? Why is our money weighed down? That's when they start turning. That's when you see. And that's not a secret. That happens with all businesses, all of them. When they forget who they're supposed to be doing it for, and then you pull your support back from them, you're just doing. This is reciprocal. It's a cycle. They've gotten too big, fat and happy and lazy. And they think, they can just give you anything. And that's when you said, nope. And you pull it back. And then you force them to say, remember who the boss is. Then you reset them. And then it's a whole new cycle again. That's what's going on right now. That's what you're going to have. To. That's why I constantly tell people don't go down there. Pull your stuff back. Don't buy none of that. If they having these events for free, don't go there. Let You know, voice your opinions in the comments section. Voice your opinions. Call up there. I put the phone line. Call up. They got a line up there you can call and complain. Call up there when they I, I was an operation. Call up there and complain. Let them know we voice our displeasure what you're what, what you doing with this team and we're not giving our money to you. You ain't giving your money to us. Oh, Lordy. What's going on here? Yeah, I'm telling you, you start shaking shit loose. Just keeping it real with your fam. You got to pull the. You got to reset them, bro. That's how it happens. Every cycle they give, it's, it's, it's a decadent cycle. It'll happen like if you're a millionaire, that's what, uh, they had a study on that. They had a documentary, matter of fact, that was done about that, about the Rockefellers and the Vanderbilts and that, you know, they had it where they the the old timey ones built up the foot, like you had Rockefeller who wasn't rich on at onset, was poor, built himself up and his family into something powerful. And then they had found out that within a two or three generations, they go right back to the bottom again. And they was trying to figure a way why how not to let that happen. So what they started doing was they didn't they start setting up trusts in a certain way where they didn't get all the money. It's almost like the Hilton chick, like her walking around buying up dogs, they're putting bags and you know a little bag with the dog, and she she championed all that expensive luggage. You know they made sure that they still ran the empire, and she got a few bucks, but she you know she don't have access to all of the money. They figured a way how to do it where this this the, the third and fourth generations don't destroy the wealth. You know, they made it so that they had to learn how to handle money. They had to, you know, you see what I'm saying they had got a job within the family structure. They set up where they had a job inside of the family structure where they wouldn't give shit. They had to earn it. They had to figure it out. And then with that, mo- with that model, they found out how they kept, they can keep their wealth as opposed to turning it over to them the, in the two generations later. And then you poor again. Cause that's how it go. It's a decadent thing. Like the, you got the hardworking person that created it. And within several generations, it'll go right back to what it was. If you know, because the people are enjoying the next several generations are enjoying your immense wealth. If they don't have to get it from the mud, like you did it in original cycle, which is that builds character. So some kind of way they had to figure that out and they figured it out. And that's how they able to build and keep that wealth over a long period of time and get that old money i'm telling you how it is man that's just the cycle we under when we for 20 years they've been living fat for 20 years they then had endless culverts full of uh of tickets people waiting for saints tickets they didn't have to worry they was sellouts all the time merchandise sell falling off the shelves we, we paying three four hundred million dollars to renovate the dome so they can make more money the contracts they signed recently where they don't pay rent on the buildings that you pay for all the utilities. They get the merchandise, the concessions. They got all that to the point where Gill is the richest person in the state. Gill was worth 5 billion last year. She worth 6 billion this year. She made a whole nother billion. And that's what they choose to report on. So, like I said, I know all of the, all of the financials. I know all of it. I don't just follow the football side. I know about all the money that's tied to the state and the city with the saints. I know about all the deals. I know about all So I talk like this. I know what time it is. But in the end, it's a cycle. You got to break the cycle. You got to break the cycle. They won't do it, fam. You got to do it for them. Draw your support back. All right. So anyway, with that being said, I'm going to cut out on that. Listen, I appreciate all you guys for tuning in and listening to me tonight. And I appreciate you being here. It's after one o'clock. Uh, listen, to all the family members in the area, in the New Orleans area, man, y'all be safe. there. We're under a deep freeze situation going on, so y'all be very careful of how you travel tomorrow. A lot of the schools have already been shut down because they anticipate an ice on the roads and some damn, dam- uh, dangerous situations, so be very careful on how you are moving around tomorrow. Be very careful. Make sure you bundle up your children, bundle up your plants. If you ain't already done that yet, you're probably in trouble, but you guys may just be safe and be careful. Okay. And tomorrow I'll pop back up on our Patreon Tuesday stream. There's another Qcast, as I call it, the Qcast broadcast to be ready to go tomorrow for our Patreon family members um, for you guys to check out um, and uh, just be careful, man out there. Y'all hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. And by all means, feel free to share the show on your social media feed. I'm a holler at y'all on the next one. Much love. And who that to you.
1: Yeah. Huh? Boogie like pissin', I'ma who that. I'm a hootat. Long as I'm living, I'ma who that. I'm a hootat. Tha- lose win, winning, I'ma who that sports coma, yeah. This is where we do that. Where we do that, Where we do that eh. Yeah. where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, Huh? Boogie like pissing, I'm a hootat. I'm a who that sports coma, this is where we do that. Welcome, 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 welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like else go to youtube live with big q and the guys if you ain't ride or die the bandwagon get flipped been marching in that was way for the ring i was yelling out cha-ching! Cha-ching for the championship huh, fucking on town duck down falcons pluck get shut down panthers ain't much to- Touchdown, touchdown! The vision really belong to us now. That's so now, much hate on the Saints, you can probably tell. That's Ever that's since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things, the when things seem fishing and you probably smell, the crooked referees are Roger Cadell. Boogie like this and I'm a hootah. Every day I'm living, I'm a hootah. Lose or winning I'm a hootah. It's the sports coma. This is where we do that. 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 Boogie like this and I'm a hootah.